Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Reader Copy Recap for Monday, April the 5th. My name is Chris. I am your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lamar Hoskins. <laughs> okay. It's Battlestar. <laughs> oh, Battlestar. Uh, my co-host, Daniel. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the pod, uh, to the recap here. We're, of course, doing Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we're on to episode three, Power Broker. Power Broker. I think this is the best episode so far. I agree. I agree. I think it's uh, going up and up. Uh, we're just in, to midway of this show, which is kind of mm-hmm. hard to believe. There's only six episodes for this season. Yeah, I... I want to say like, you know, when um, I've heard people listen to podcasts, they do it at like 1.25 speed or one and a half speed, right? Yeah, I do that for some. I feel like this show is like watching a movie at 1.25 speed or one and a half speed because it's like short, but you get everything in a great action movie. I guess so. Yeah, there's quite a bit. You mean like each episode is like an action movie? Yeah, especially that. this one. Like, it, you get, uh, well, we're going to go through all the scenes. <laughs> we're going like, to go through everything, yeah. A prison breakout. Uh, undercover scene, um, and, uh, Zemo dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Rattlesnake hearts. Is that what he ate? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to break down every, uh, every scene and go through the whole episode. But man, it starts off just like WandaVision with a commercial. Yeah. That was, that was funny to see. There's a commercial for the GRC. Was mm. it global... What's the R stand for? It's like re, repopul- repositioning, replacement act? Replacement know. sounds right. Um, council, right? It's one of those things you kind of, if it was a real life thing, I would not know the acronym for it either. So Yeah. <laughs> and they make it sound like, oh yeah, we're helping people. We're doing all the right things. We're making sure people are get what they need. We're here to help. But it cuts to uh, the new cap and him and like his squad and they're like breaking down the supporters of the flag smashers trying to hunt them down. Yeah, they're up in Munich, Germany, kind of just raiding the camp. And you know, you can kind of get the vibe. He's more aggressive than maybe mm. Cap 1.0 was. And he's kind of maybe uh, edgier a bit as he's pushing this guy around that helps out the flag smashers. He even like pushes him against the walls like, do you know who I am? Yeah, man, he's he, he's feeling the pressure. He's got big shoes to fill and he's not feeling them. <laughs> No. His failing his first mission is finding these flag smashers. He is like on edge now and he's doing whatever it takes um, to complete his mission. Uh, you know what I realized is like there was Chris Evans. There's Steve Rogers. He was Captain America, right? Right, yeah. But then he did his thing and by endgame he retired. So America needed a new one. They found this guy. What's his name? Walker? John Walker. Okay, I don't care to classic his name. name. Yeah. Uh, they get him, right? And they reuse the Captain America moniker on him. They reuse Cap on him. They recap him. Okay. You're saying they stole our idea. (laughs) (laughs) Time after time, MC just cannot, you just can't come up with with, with ideas on their own. So original, guys. We've got to come up with our own, like our own symbol, our own hero. We've got to hire somebody (laughs) because of their costume. (laughs) And yeah, the part where like the guy was like, do you know who I am, right? And the guys, I wish the guy said, I know who you're not. And that would have been like a complete insult to them. Wow. <laughs> trying to be a writer here? <laughs> trying to fill those shoes? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess just in these like five years, maybe America has been kind of, they keep calling them brutes, right? So maybe they are kind of throwing the weight around in these like five mm-hmm. years that's been uh, hectic. Yeah. So there's a line where he says like, okay, we're, we're not getting anywhere. All our leads lead to nothing. It's time. I forget what exactly what it says. Like it's time we 
like go to the source or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then like that's I, I think that's like last we see of them on this episode. But it makes me feel like okay, he's gonna do something that maybe the government or the GR- GRC is not like approved of. Like he might cut some corners to get what he wants. Maybe you know he's got all these mails and all this, but we don't really know like the things he's done to get the job done already. Not having right. the uniform, there's got to be something. Everyone's got a backstory. We we don't know, right? Um, so what are the what are the corners he's already cut? It's kind of. Like the question. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some flashbacks of his heroics as a military person and maybe he didn't really earn all of them legitimately. What? Like he, he saw like a purple heart on someone, just took that off and put him on his costume? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like act like he saved somebody, but really he wasn't the one that saved him or something. Okay. Huh. Maybe maybe he's just trying to get... Get up there, get up there in the ranks. Uh, but where did we la- left off the last episode? We saw um, Sam and Bucky are trying to find Zemo, trying to pay him yes. a visit. And they're uh, headed to his prison cell to, to talk to him, to get some info about, like, does Hydra know how the, the serum got out? Mm-hmm. And Bucky's like, you know what? Let me go talk to him by myself. You're an Avenger, so he already doesn't like you. We have a, ha- we have a history. We have a past. So <laughs> maybe you'll talk to me. <laughs> and he goes in there and little does Sam know Bucky's in there to pretty much break him out. That was the plan, right? Um, he even tries to use his uh, mind control technique on him with the Russian words. It doesn't, doesn't phase him at all. <laughs> but it's almost like they're buddy-buddy. The way that like Zemo and Bucky, they're talking. It's like, it wasn't personal. It was just mm-hmm. like a whole thing and talking about what book he's reading. But really, it's all just a ploy to kind of entice him to pick up the book and figure out his plan to break him out. I love this scene, this whole sequence, because it's both kind of like explaining the plan and the plan happening at the same time to save time in the episode so it's like we're watching it happen as it's being told so great storytelling there and then i love the whole like situation and he pretends he's a guard and he pretty much just like walks out of there yeah it does not seem realistic at all um all you were saying it's kind of like an ocean's 11 scene where it's like they're going through back the, the plan but him just breaking out, it doesn't make sense. Like, isn't this prison well guarded? It should be if they have this guy in the prison, right? Like, yeah, but you know, people like him, they find their way out. <laughs> Especially if you got Bucky on the outside, right? Uh, old buddy Bucky is breaking him out, throwing in a fight or whatever to... to yeah cause some chaos and they meet up with Zemo at like his family warehouse or something like that where he has hella cars and it's revealed like yeah he's a baron he's super rich what is that he's just got like these like what are those old Lincolns what kind of cars are those uh, those are like old Rolls Royces Rolls Royce yeah yeah Yeah. crazy nice but like he's he's, like old money rich tight tight royalty Um, (laughs) but we also see him pick up like that infamous purple mask and that Mm -hmm. that fur coat that you know puts the outfit together yeah Baron Zemo has skyrocketed into my list of like best MCU villains I'll say maybe best dressed I'll I'll give him that (laughs) he's like one of the coolest ones yeah but like you said uh previous episode baron zemo is just like eating up the screen man yeah i love that he's uh he's like they're trying to make him likable in a way right do you yeah. think they have plans for him in the future uh i would think so i think daniel burrell is doing a great job as zemo and zemo is a big character in the comic books especially in like captain america lore so like it would be a waste to just use him in this series and then lock him up again. I think Marvel will have plans for him down the road again. I'm wondering if we can maybe get a Thunderbolts out of him. That could be an opportunity. Right. 
Um, so that'd be kind of cool if they kind of mix him in with like uh, General Ross somehow for some reason. They they get in maybe and tied together, but um, maybe just to make him likable and then bring him out to be even worse villain later on. That'd be kind of a nice turn. <laughs> I'd, I'd like that. But he's a special kind of villain because he's not really after, you know, power or world domination or anything like that. He's just against superheroes. He doesn't want anybody having more powers and be, like, unregulated. That's why he hates the super soldier serum. And he's helping Bucky and Sam, like, track it down. And that leads them to Madripoor. What did you know? Yeah, that, uh, that little CD um back alley type like southeast asian country with like this like cyberpunk style aesthetic yeah, to it. it what do you oh, think i love it so much it's so great i wish the whole episode was there i i wish there's a series just on madripoor and like the, the yeah. weird kind of like scummy people that end up there um yeah it looked super cool i wish i wish in endgame when hawkeye was ronin i wish oh, it was in madripoor that'd be pretty good yeah yeah i can see him you know finding some bad people around there those parts <laughs> yep there was that little note about um high town and how that's like oh, a nice place to mm-hmm. vacation and but low town yeah. is where we're headed i'm wondering if like high town is where they filmed crazy rich asians <laughs> definitely <laughs> but for them to kind of blend in they have to keep up their kind of like undercover identities and of course zemo is pretending to be Zemo he's a villain Winter Soldier has to pretend like he's still like under control of Zemo and Sam has to pretend he's smiling tiger <laughs> there is that little scene at the bar where he has to take that uh, alcohol shot with a yeah. rattlesnake organ whatever's in there and just like stuff it down so there's some funny parts in this episode too that I kind of liked yeah it was really funny when he like first tried to shoot and he hesitated <laughs> he had to stare away for a second you know you kind of do that when you're not looking forward to the next shot actually <laughs> And then, um, you know, some people don't want Zemo around there. They yeah. don't like his kind. So they're there to fight him. But, you know, he activates Winter Soldier or he pretends to. And he's like, you got to stay in character. So uh, Bucky goes on a rampage and beats up all these guys. And it, it's just like Winter Soldier used to do. Classic stuff from him. I think this is the best action we've had so far on the show. Just yeah, really more cool. more uh, Winter Soldier action. And it's so, so dope. But that gets the attention of Selby, which is the like um, higher up criminal they really are there to talk to, right? Right. She knows the ins and outs of Madripoor. And they get a meeting with her and they're like, okay, we need to know about the serum. Someone's recreated it. And uh, it's just like a, in Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, when they go okay. meet Jabba. Uh, in, in Return of the Jedi, Luke's like, when they go to meet Jabba, he's like, I'm going to give you these droids, right? For the information. Oh. And then he's like, I'm here to give you Winter Soldier for the information. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's Zemo's even like playing with his face like he's under control or something I I was expecting but you know, like don't test me right now don't <laughs> no you're too he far he stay in character um they're doing this deal right it sounds like it's gonna work out they're trying to get this information but Sam left his phone ringer on and it oh, just great. blares there in the middle of a meeting how rude <laughs> It's his sister, still frustrated with Sam about the boat, and this uh, alerts Selby, and she's like, who's Sam? This is not Smiling Tiger. Just kill them all, so then the three of them have to go into action. But luckily, they're saved by like this hooded person who's watching over them. Yes, a gunshot goes in and kills Selby, and 
and they just make a break for it, right? Um, but news travels fast is kind of like what happens in John Wick, or like yes. <laughs> there's like a hit that goes out and everyone right away. like gets a text message, uh, kill these three because they took out Selby. There's a hit out. Mm-hmm. And the person that saved them was Sharon Carter. And relearn that she has been living in Madripoor this whole time because she's pretty much wanted by the law for what she did during Civil War. Um, pretty crazy idea that Sharon Carter has been at Madripoor this whole time and just cannot make any relations with, with America now and figure it out because mm-hmm. these these guys, uh, Winter Soldier himself was pardoned. He's been yeah. doing this stuff for decades. <laughs> How is he pardoned and she's not? Uh, she's just been like living the high life down there by like selling all this artwork and everything and she's mm-hmm. got this nice penthouse type deal she's got these actual real art pieces that are not what's (laughs) supposed to be in the museums and all that and like what yeah i love this scene because she's like hosting a party and also selling to like these you know underground people right and it's like a nightclub party and then this is the best scene we see a two like half a second but it's zemo like pump fisting to the music yeah like one the only human to really break apart the avengers and that's that's the guy (laughs) that's the guy Uh, it's like Thanos couldn't do it Ultron couldn't do it this guy is getting drunk partying and he did it (laughs) (laughs) I mean he this is where I was like, maybe this is a little too far going the comedic and like, nah, it was like, okay, what? Nah. they He's want the us to fall in love with them, I guess. One thing that they also talk about is like Sharon's like, has a whole different attitude about everything. She's kind of, uh, sees the hypocrisy of heroes and all that. And she's, um, does not enjoy, like, doesn't think about Cap in a good light now. Like she just kind of yeah. fell in love with him in a bit. I mean, you kind of would be too if. You stuck your neck out and everyone else kind of got like celebrated and you are still like an outcast. Yeah, I guess if you are like, it's been five years of that. It's going to it's gonna make you bitter a bit, right? Mm, um, yeah. But luckily, while the party's going on, they get a call and Sharon learns that they, they need to find Dr. Nagel, right? They got that from, right. from Selby earlier, but yeah. they learned that- But she knows where he is. He's out on the dock somewhere. Yeah. Um, Interspliced between these scenes is some scenes with the Flag Smashers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're just following Carly mainly. And we learned that, I guess, they're kind of like taken in or raised by this woman. And she is like slowly like dying now from mm-hmm. tuberculosis. And she's seeking help, but like no one wants to help them. Not even the GRC want to help them. So I think that's why she's really like upset with the GRC. And um, we see later what when this woman passes and it kind of like is her last straw. And she goes like overboard with um, with their threats later on. That's right. Was they're stealing those um, those supplies, they even let yeah. off a bomb. So it's like she's going extreme, um, right. taking people out. Even though like uh, we're supposed to be kind of relating to her, I guess. I guess maybe like understand where she's coming from because of their setup in this refugee camp. But mm-hmm. um, it, it she goes too far a bit. Yeah, she kills some of the guards and even like her. Her ally in the Flag Smashers like, there's like people still in there. She's like, I don't care anymore. This is the only language they understand. So I don't think Carly is going to come out as a hero later. Yes. Yeah. I guess not. I guess even though some of them are super powered, are they going to reverse it somehow with the, with the serum or are they just going to have some people walking around with uh, superpowers? I don't know. How, how are the Flag Smashers feeling to you? Are, you? are you connected to them? Do you want, do you like these villains if they aren't that? I initially did. And I do like Harley, but I wanted her to like flip later on and 
I feel like these shows, they're just making everything gray. Mm-hmm. They're not, yeah. there's no hero, there's no bad guy, kind of like WandaVision. But I mean, she obviously in this episode killed some some soldiers. So I don't think there's any chance of her becoming like a, a quote unquote hero by the end of the series anymore. Probably not. Probably not after doing all that. Uh, we've seen other people's shift before, but um, where were we at? We're at the docks trying to look for Dr. Nagel, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they find him in the back of the container hidden there, and they're threatening him, his life to get some information on uh, where did the serum come from? Turns out Dr. Nagel was the one that reformulated the serum in the blood of uh, Isaiah Bradley, right? Yeah, he was able to isolate the serum out of his blood, and he was about to like perfect it until uh, he got like blipped away. <laughs> Yeah, dusted himself. And by the time he came back, his research was like tossed away because he was working for Hydra at the time and they gave up on him. And the only one to kind of like give him a second chance now is the power broker. Yes, yes. The the overlord of Madripoor. Mm -hmm. Um, So this Dr. Nagel guy, I think he's skeevy and he just wants to have some like uh, notoriety in his whatever that technology is, chemistry. I don't know what it is where he makes serum. (laughs) Biology. Biology, sure. Um, but uh, as he like monologues this whole through, when Zemo gets his chance, he shoots him straight in the chest and kills Dr. Nagel there. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much ends the line of the super soldier serum again. He did say like he made like 20 vials or doses and the Flag Smashers stole them. And I think there's there's like seven or eight Flag Smashers. So there's still a lot of doses left. Should be. Maybe. there There's quite a few. I saw quite a few Flag Smashers at the uh, part where they're stealing some supplies. But um, we know Carly has some more because uh, we know the prow- power broker is going to want more from Carly later on. They're going to they talk about maybe making yeah. a deal at some point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nagel dies there. Um, but every Everyone's still after them for like the bounty for killing Selby. So there's like this whole action sequence outside of the the containers. And Zemo finally puts on the mask and like saves the day. I thought it was pretty cool. Iconic. And he's like, he's got a special way about him as he swings his coat and shoots these guys up. Um, even like confidently pointing to the guys like, let's go. We got like, I took care of this and everything. And he shoots (laughs) up more explosions. He finds a car and Sam and Bucky jump into the car, but Sharon's like, you know, I still can't leave Madripoor. So you guys go do whatever you got to do. And don't forget Sam, like you said, you're going to pardon me or find a way to pardon me. So deal's a deal. So Sam still has to like work on that. That's right. And that's right. Um, So uh, with Nagel gone, they still don't really know like where to go to continue to look for this. But Zemo, like on the plane, he's talking about... Have some uh, another lead, and they just go walking about Latvia um, mm-hmm. to some type of maybe a memorial or something, or just talking about how the countries took over um, Sokovia when it crumbled. Yeah, and, uh, I guess that's maybe where they are in the middle of what used to be Sokovia. Yes, and they're gonna go to like another one of Zemo's safe houses, but Bucky's like, "Hold on, uh, you guys go ahead. I'm just gonna take a walk." And while he's walking, he's finding these like trackers mm-hmm. that are laid out where they're going. And he knows exactly who this is and why they're being followed. It's those Wakandan beads, right? Yes. As he follows that trail and he turns around, there's that Dormelage there, Ayo, um, mm-hmm. the tall, bald lady that uh, says, uh, I'm here just for Zemo, right? Right. To re- reenact revenge, revenge because of uh, how he took out their, their king. 
King T'Chaka, like, there's so many, like, ties to Civil War. Even now, I feel like Civil War has the best story out of all the Marvel movies. Because, like, you totally, I, I totally forget that Wakanda would want revenge on Zemo. Like, when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, of course they would be, like, tracking Zemo and know that he escaped, so they'd want to bring him to justice. Of course, because he killed their king. So, still, to this day, Civil War has the best story and the way they intertwine complex storylines together. Uh, man, I still love Civil War. Yeah, and it's also the fact that they go straight to Bucky first, in a way, because he He's, mm-hmm. He lived there for a while. He was like a friend of the the country in a bit, right? Or he lived yeah. there for a while. So um, he's like maybe going to just talk about how we're just using him for now. But I don't know. Zemo's got a plan of his own, it looks like. Yeah, I, I, I'm eager to see the next episode, see how the Wakandans, either they listen to Bucky or they trust Bucky or they go against them and they try to take Zemo for their own. But um, I don't know. Now it seems like they're, they're on the run from like everybody. Like Captain America's tracking them, the Power yeah. Bokers tracking them, uh, and now even Wakanda. So like, it's really like this this group of three guys that already don't like each other, <laughs> force the team up, and and they're doing the right thing. They're tracking down the Flag Smashers, trying to stop this Super Soldier Serum. But I have a feeling by the end of the series or close to it, um, we're gonna learn who the Power Broker is, and maybe recap Captain America 2.0 is gonna want some of that Super Soldier Serum. Re- Captain America. Ooh, kind of like yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm wondering, like, the Wakandans, they, uh, at the end of Black Panther 2, um, the king was talking about, like, we need to branch out more with diplomacy and talk to these other countries. We're end so of Black wealthy. Panther. And, end of Black Panther, yeah. Um, and it's been five years since then, so there's, like, a more than five years, so, like, wondering how much have they done that since there's also half the people have been disappeared. So, like, what, yeah. what did they do? Well, one of them was their king. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, in that time, they had, like, some, maybe some time to, like, spread out their diplomacy. And I'm wondering how that's been out. Maybe they'll get into that as we talk to um, the IO a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like, who's this power broker person? You know, when Sharon Carter left, there was a moment where she called up on the phone or said to the to lady that uh, we have a problem. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of theories online and speculation, but one going theory is that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Right. That's what I was possibly thinking. She, uh, Zemo says, like, I've never met the power broker, only by name. So if it was her, he wouldn't know it. Um, they Zemo killed um, Dr. Nigel right before Sharon Carter got there so he wouldn't be able to say like oh this is the power broker right because he died right oh, yeah okay right that's true so yeah and, and she, she's like super rich she lives in Hightown she has a driver I, I think either she is a power broker or she works for the power broker but I don't know what her intentions are like why does she want the super serum again if she is the power broker right I guess yeah considering if she's a power broker and she's number one she could have just like sent Sam and Bucky on their way and gone for Dr. Nagel herself right if she to just recreate the serum somehow yeah i don't know like why is she like just evil now is she a villain to this marvel now i don't know it, it would be a great cool twist if it were but i i don't believe it yet okay okay i was i was curious about that just because it was weird of her off character i guess this whole episode is off character for her but that's the point mm. um so we'll see what how that shakes out 
but this was the best episode so far i think like just like the action the intensity um people got hurt more like like bucky threw like a spear at somebody <laughs> yeah uh, what there's a lot of like funny scenes too i thought like the part where they're on the run after killing selby we see uh sam running he's like i can't run in these heels <laughs> i like i laughed out loud when he said that yeah i think maybe this is even like the funniest episode so far there's uh, some some jokes there and it's, it's mixing in a bit more than the other ones um, Zemo was great I think uh, they have plans for him somehow I think they do um, they just haven't announced it yet I wonder how it's going to shake out I have a theory that maybe by the end of the series because now that Wakanda's wrapped up into this do you think we're going to learn about um, T'Challa by the end of the series whether or not he had passed away or something in the MCU hmm, maybe I don't know because uh, they have to figure that out somehow I that turnaround when we saw Ayo I was wondering was that going to be T'Challa like did they film something beforehand and they had it all set up but um, I don't know maybe they'll use this as a way to like reason it out too and uh, I have no idea how they're gonna handle that do you have any ideas I don't know if it's a smart way to like wait till Black Panther 2 to just say like right in the beginning oh yeah King T'Challa had passed away Mm -hmm. and this is a story of the new Black Panther but it's also weird to just say it in a series that's not connect not really related to Black Panther like it would be it would be unexpected to learn about that in a different Different series so maybe but i don't think so okay there is a connection between zemo and wakanda right there's that that's yeah. that does play an element hmm. i don't know i don't i forgot where in the timeline black panther 2 is gonna be so uh, we i think we have some time to set that up somehow and all these end credits we can, we can uh split put something in you know yeah probably uh we'll probably see it in the end credit or something like that but i hope there's more zemo i hope we learn who the power broker is and i'm ready to see new cap kind of maybe Maybe go to the dark side a little bit. The dark side. Okay. I like that. Okay. Uh, I agree with all that pretty much. Zemo, dark side cap. <laughs> you know what I got confused of in this episode was, um, I always get this confused in the comics too. Okay. What? Uh, Latvia and Latveria. <laughs> I can't remember which one is fake and which one is a real country. And the fake one is where Dr. Doom is from. Yes. <laughs> no, he's from the real is- one. <laughs> Dr. Doom is from Latveria, right? Yeah, that's right. And then when they show it on the screen, Latvia, I was like, oh my God, we're going to see Dr. Doom. <laughs> what a nerd, I can't believe And that. I didn't realize till like the end of that, I was like, oh no, Latvia is the real country <laughs> and Latveria is not, not really. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Uh, I got really excited, but I think adding Doctor Doom would have been like one too many things in this episode. Yeah, yeah. We already got <laughs> guys got a metal arm. We can't have a whole suit of metal coming up on the show. <laughs> He's coming eventually, so be prepared. Doctor Doom, Baron Zemo, they all kind of work the same vibe, so I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing them team up. That's true. That's true. I, I'd love to see that. Yeah, like it work. Maybe like a monster team up. How can you like? How can you beat Thanos when you, you have to have like a, a group of small time villains, mm-hmm. like smaller? villains groups together that could work out I like that alright um, I'll stay tuned next week we'll be recapping again episode 4 can't wait but if you haven't already please subscribe to the reader copy recap you can find us on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher and you can even stream us on Spotify right and find us on all our social medias uh, you can find us at the reader copy podcast we're on Instagram Facebook and Twitter guys thank you for tuning in we'll be back on Wednesday for the regular reader copy podcast show uh, until then Daniel, could you leave him with some kind of outro? Uh, Are you going to move your seat up? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. Bye.